I mean, I, I feel like there's a lot of things in my life where I pretend I'm in the Truman Show or where, like, I think there's, like, a show being made about my life. Um, maybe that's, like, ego, but... Uh, <laughs> or, like, a podcast. <laughs> you know, whenever, I, whenever I'm cooking, I always am, like, imagining that I am on a cooking show and, like, explaining what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. <laughs> When you add the potato oh, don't make fun of Julia. Don't make fun of Julia. I will walk away. Julia Julia's the best. I like Julia too. She's just very unique in her patterns of speech. I like yeah. Julia and Julia. Oh, that's that's a good movie. I almost put that on Bill Month. I've seen it. I yeah, haven't, but good... I would watch it. There's a there's a new either HBO or Amazon series about uh, Julia as well. Yeah. Um, that's kind of fun. It's got uh, Frazier's brother in it playing her husband. Niles. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Daniel Hyde Lewis Pierce? Something David like that. Hyde, David Hyde Pierce. <laughs> okay. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's good. It's, it's more about... Because Julie and Julia focuses more on her like actual time in France and writing the cookbook, and the show Julia focuses more on after that, like her breaking into television and beginning the show. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Have you ever seen Fried Green Tomatoes? No. Okay. Speaking of cooking. Speaking of cooking. Yep. That's all. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're back on brand for the podcast now. I have not seen it. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys. Hi. Hey. I have a beverage. Oh, do you? What do you got there, right? <laughs> I have. Is it in from, your lap? <laughs> not this time. Not yet. I have from Occidental Brewing Company. I have the Fresh Hop Pilsner. It's the best, east or west, from Portland, Oregon. Okay, Rick, right on. You drinking something? Uh, yeah. Uh, two weeks in a row now, having some water. Whoa. So responsible. Yeah, I'm, hi- I'm hydrating. <laughs> We're, we're recording while Rick's family is sick and he's trying not to die. <laughs> uh, I am cracking open from Spokane, Washington, the No Lie Corner Coast Golden Ale. Hmm. Okay. Yep. Easy drinking at a whopping 4.8%. Oh, sessionable. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I have trivia for this week. Um, but first we watched a movie. We watched a movie and I got to tell you guys, I'm energized. I'm back in the mood to podcast because I am entertained again. Are you not entertained? I That's not. also not a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll, we'll get into that we'll, in a little bit. We'll get into that bill. Gladiator. <laughs> no, whether or not <laughs> the movie I was we watched, uh, that no. movie was Hudsucker Proxy, as assigned by Bill. Wait, what was it? <laughs> Hudsucker Proxy. Yeah. Uh, let's do eight minutes of trivia on that, Ryan. <laughs> All right, let's go. Uh, I have seven questions. Rick is going to go first. Damn right. There are no defers. Figures. And the points will all be one point per question, no matter what. Ooh, I like Steal. it. I like it. I like it. Stealing my stuff from last week. Uh, question one, what country once banned the hula hoop because the rotating hip action seems indecent? Rick. Germany. Bill. 
The United States of America. Both incorrect. Japan. Question two. Hmm. On June 4th, 2005, Australian Karina Oates set a Guinness World Record for hula hooping. How many hula hoops did she do? You know, we're like almost on the uh, Rick. anniversary of that. Hey, I'm cu- I'm curious. I just need some clarification on this question. The amount Does of hula hoops on her body. Not is how many it? times is she going Not around. the rotations of the hoop? Yes, yes, the number of hoops. Okay. And this is Price is Right rules or no? Price is Right rules. And who's going first? Rick. Rick, Rick Bailey. Again, and you can't defer. Yes. Right, yeah. So suck it, Bailey. 43. 44. Uh, Bill wins 100 hoops. Jeez. One to zero, Bill. The Whoa. world record... For the largest hula hoop by circumference that was actually spun was, was spun by an American, Arishta Furman. How large was this hula hoop in feet? Prices Right rules. Rick. I love so is this Prices Right now, action. Rick always goes first, no defers. Now, is this by area? No, circumference. Circumference? In feet. Okay. Just making sure. Which is twice the diameter, right? <clears throat> 32 feet. No, it's pi. Pi times the <laughs> diameter. <laughs> uh, so, you said 32 feet, Rick? Maybe. I'll say 32 feet and 9 inches. <laughs> Bill wins 2 points to 0. Why? What was the answer? Uh, 51.5 <laughs> feet. I apologize. How many? 51.5 feet. That's a lot. In the first six months of the Hula Hoop's existence, Whammo sold 20 million. What was you know, the for kids. starting... For kids. What was the starting price of the Hula Hoop? Rick, Price is Right rules. Well, in this movie, <laughs> they kept lowering it. I'm going to say $1.49. Oh. Is this Price is Right rules? Yes. I probably should say one cent because I think it's five cents. So I'll just go with one cent. Rick Bailey wins $1.98. Really? So it's Hell one yeah. Two. You can get him at the dollar store today. <laughs> but I the think longest... it's $1.25 store now because of inflation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Inflation. <laughs> the longest recorded duration for a single hula hoop to be hooped is a record set in Ohio by Aaron Gibbs in late 2009. How many hours and minutes was this hula hoop session? Rick Bailey. Price is right rules. 44 hours and three minutes. Holy crap. I'm going <laughs> to say two minutes. Rick wins. Holy cow. Three to one. 74 hours and 54 minutes. Three full days. Yes. Without stopping. Uh, that is what... The Guinness Book of World Records says. Those hips don't lie. Question six. Uh, What's our score right now? It's three to one. So this is the make or break it. Wait, who has one? I have at least two. I have at least two. Are you sure it's not two to two, right? (laughs) (laughs) We both missed the first one. Yeah. Yeah, And 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 then I got two and he got two. Okay, it's two to two. So it's three, one, me. That's, he was right. <laughs> what? No, it's two to two. This is the first. The time listeners I've, know they're keeping sure. score. Yeah, I'll I'll correct it. 
in the record. Okay. Um, in what year? We'll have to edit our Wikipedia page for the correct scores and correct it with spite in the in the recording. <laughs> like break him right now and just be like, "This moron was wrong." <laughs> yeah, when you guys edit this episode, you can correct it with spite. Uh, what year was the hula hoop introduced? Rick Bailey, Price is Right rules. Nineteen nineteen. Nineteen twenty. So Oh, we didn't guys. clarify Ryan's stupid time law. <laughs> I I here, let me let me recorrect it. I think it's newer than nineteen nineteen. <laughs> so if the right way to guess that was twenty twenty two to cover everything, <laughs> then that's what I'm guessing. What was your intention, Rick? Uh, he said nineteen nineteen. Close this without going over. The answer is nineteen. So, okay, so Rick. What's the answer? Rick, was your do you think it was before or after 1919? In well, time, in real time. Now, now do I think? <laughs> no, okay. I get the point. What's the answer, Ryan? 1958. Yeah. Exactly yeah. is what's in the movie. Yeah. So Bill wins that. Yeah. Yeah. So That's this movie's in 1958. Yes. God, it seems like 1939 or something. We'll get into it. Final question. No one acted like any those assholes. Keep going. Wait, why is it the final question? Because there were seven questions. Yeah, and I'm up three to two. So the best you can do is a tie. How's that feel? And (laughs) nobody won the first one. So I don't know. We'll we'll check uh, the record, but I think I'm up three to two. This question will not be a tie. So either it's a tie all over or Bill wins. I like it. Uh, How many hula hoops? Sold in the first six months, Rick Bailey. Of the year they came out? Yes. First six months of its <laughs> existence. The first, no, like the first six months the of first 2008. Six months of what the time. fuck are you thinking? Yeah, it was zero. <laughs> um, 641,000. Bill. Wow, that would be a lot. I'm going to say one. This is the first ever tie in trivia to finish <laughs> trivia. The answer is 20 million. You know, if I was smart, which I'm not. <laughs> I not a smart said, man. I would have said 600,001 because then either no one gets the point or I get the point and I'm guaranteed the win. <laughs> right. Hey, guys, I'm an idiot. <laughs> okay, I need, I need to take a break. I need to gather my thoughts. I'll be right back. Okay. Hey guys. Hi. We watched a movie. Yeah, we watched a movie. I think we talked about this. Hudsucker Proxy. Cohen Brothers. At Bill's request. Bill's choice. It's Bill Month, and this is this is one of my. This would always make the list if for if I was talking to anyone about watching a movie that, and they were like, "What's a movie I should see that I've never seen before?" Because I know it's rare that people have actually seen this. This is always the movie I'm going to recommend. So, Bill. Yes, Rick. Oh no! Go ahead. 
Uh, Bill, I have a couple questions for you. Okay. About this movie. How is it so awesome? Uh, is Does it take place on your phone? <laughs> Hang on. Okay. No. Uh, Bill, what... What what do you like about this? What's your favorite part about this movie? Um, I like this style of humor. No, you this don't. Is, you complain all the time about how you don't like oh, stupid, man. wacky humor. I'm sorry. I thought, and, Ryan, I thought Ryan asked me a question. <laughs> you don't like slapstick. None of that stuff. And this is all this movie is, is that kind of stuff. I, I knew you'd think that, Rick. Um, okay, cool. <laughs> uh-huh. But this, this is up this, there with uh, me disagreeing with the right answer to the trivia. Yeah, this this isn't. You tell me this isn't uh, wacky. It's wacky. It's well, I don't know if I call it. It's it's silly. Okay, let's well, let me get my thesaurus out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Careful who you're hitting with that thing. Uh, <laughs> Excuse me while I whip this I, out. I wouldn't call this slapstick. I mean, there's a lot of falling down in it. From sometimes from high places. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, there's Tim, Tim Robbins does some physical comedy. That yes, he does do some physical comedy in this, and I don't, I don't hate again to to revisit kind of what I was talking about last week with Pelham One Two Three. Like these these are movies that I like that don't necessarily. Fit the mold of what I always say. Okay, then then you shouldn't start by saying this is the kind of movie that I like. (laughs) Well, I said this is the kind of humor that I do like. But it's but but you're also saying it's not. Well, but a couple weeks ago we were talking about I want to say it was Young Frankenstein, right? Mm -hmm. And I was like, I just don't like that. um, It just the whole movie was basically one big dick joke. That was Ryan's comment even on that movie. Right. And you said, Oh, you mean like all comedy? And that, that was a joke. Oh, okay. So we're allowed to tell jokes now. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you've been trying, but you know, (laughs) right. Um, so wait, were you also joking when you said you were going to get out your thesaurus? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, because yeah, this movie, he doesn't own a thesaurus. This, this right. movie, I mean, it isn't a dick joke, right? They find humor in other places. They are a little more creative with the way they build their callbacks and their humor. And I find it, I find it funny. And even though, like, I despise the Chevy Chase and Ben uh, Stiller kind of like guy that everything goes wrong with usually. When it's done a little differently or a little creatively or a little, I don't know, what, what I find, I, I find this one to be funny because I feel like what Tim Robbins does here is like, it's not like Tim Robbins told some lie to get this job and then the rest of it is him like trying to cover it up with like more absurd cover up and more absurd cover up and more absurd cover up. It's that like this guy is truly... Not stupid. He's not stupid. But but he's incompetent. He is incompetent. He's grossly unqualified for the job. And he doesn't realize that he's the butt of the joke. And so 
it's fun. I think it's fun because he takes himself seriously and no one else takes him, him seriously. And yet he's the one doing the, the comedy, if you will, too. And I just like I find that I find that balance fun. And and I like the way that they like have these repeating themes with the jokes that that layer on top of each other in multiple areas, not just one joke through the whole thing. No, that's sure, exactly. sure. I think I, yeah, but there's a you lot of... You can't start every sentence with no, when, no you, but when you, I'm saying what I like about it. No, what I'm saying is they sure <laughs> they sure make sure, the same sure. joke a lot in this movie. Like the exact same joke. Which joke? Sure, sure. You know, for kids. Sure, that kind yeah, of no, sure. And yeah that's, that's one you of know, the things. Right. But that's not the only joke that threads through the whole thing. Sure. Um, sure, sure. Okay, have you ever seen Raising Arizona? No. Okay, we should probably put that on the list. Um, it's a Coen, it's Coen Brothers. It's not if you talk about Nicolas Cage movies. Okay, um, yeah. It's a funny thing. I'd just be curious if you liked it or not. Okay. We won't get into it. Put it on the list. I'll put it on there right okay. now. Perfect. Put it on That's the list. A, just a question. Okay. Um, this Rick's, movie. Rick's water is a little, getting him a little, little uh, overhydrated here tonight. It might be ranch water. <laughs> yeah, I this, know. This movie was frustrating to me. Um, uh-huh. It's probably the most frustrating movie you assigned this month, um, because Ooh, I like Tim Robbins a lot. Uh-huh. I like Paul Newman. Uh-huh. I like the Coen Brothers. Okay, <laughs> that's all I'm going to say about that for now. <laughs> uh, I'm guessing you didn't like this movie. Though. I mean, okay, well, well, we'll get to that too. I didn't. We'll, you know. Anyway, so what else? What, no, what we- I'm not going to sit here while you go, <laughs> what What else did you like about this movie? And I tell you, are like, no, you didn't no. like that. <laughs> no, that's. I'm not saying you don't like it. I'm not saying you're wrong. I just. Uh, I mean, I think you literally said both of those things. No, <laughs> yeah. no I'm yeah. saying that the oh, points that you're. clever no again. The points you're making <laughs> are anti what you've made in the past. I led uh, with that. An- another way right. of saying that is that Bill's contradicting himself. Yeah. And so I'm bringing that up as we speak. But what I'm, I guess what I'm trying to say is, okay, here's my point. My point is that if, if you're saying that I shouldn't like this movie because I didn't like um, Weird Science or uh, what was the, Young Frankenstein or because I didn't like Spaceballs or, you know, those sort of things, you're saying I, I shouldn't like this movie because it's similar. Nope, that's not what I said. What if, I said if was It feels that, like that's what you're saying. Yeah, it's not, though, because you're not listening. What okay. I said was you have come on this podcast and talked about how you don't like the very specific things that happen in this movie oh, in, in, in all kinds like, of other movies. Well, give me an example of a couple of those other movies. Tim Robbins in this movie, like you that's, just said, acts a ton like Chevy Chase. And you in what, hate in what Chevy movie, Chase. In what movie that we talked about? It, it does. You have said you don't like Chevy Chase movies. Uh-huh. Because you don't like his wackiness, his falling down. Uh-huh. Tim Robbins is the same stuff. And so and you love it in this movie. I'm just saying you right, and, and that's that that's the point I'm making is that you say that you love that. I And like, you didn't like it in this movie. So there uh, is something different about the way it is done in this movie. And the difference is what made you not like it and what made me like no, it. I didn't say that you – okay, for one thing, I didn't say I didn't like it yet. 
<laughs> also, I didn't say that it's it's I don't think that you don't have a leg to stand on for liking this movie. I understand why you like this movie. But when you come into a podcast and you say, this is the kind of movie I like, it's disingenuous. I, I said this is the kind of humor that I like. And then I was But it's ex- not. But I was explaining why and you right. won't let me. <laughs> well, because you were disingenuous about it. But now that you have said no, that you that, have no ground to stand on, then it's fine. I get it. No, I, I think that this is a similar style without just resorting to the cheap joke of being crude for no reason or just because people will laugh at it. That they had to find more creative ways to do that. And I, I found it – I appreciate that it's a movie I can watch with my kids and that I can laugh at with my kids and it isn't just crass the whole time. Okay. Well, I'll give you that. That is not a crass movie for the majority of it. There are a couple of, I mean, there's a guy that jumps out a window and splats on the ground. They don't show it, but, but they imply it. Sure, but but violence and sexuality are different things. I have a higher tolerance for violence than than sexual innuendo. As I didn't, does I, most of America. I didn't, yeah, I know, right? I didn't know that we were going to start a podcast trying to find the world's best family-friendly movie. We should have talked who about said, that Who beforehand. said we were doing that? And well, we haven't she, been doing that. I, I don't know why the basis of if this movie's good is because you can watch it with your kids or not. I didn't say that's the basis of why it's good. I said that's one of the things I appreciated about the humor in this movie. Okay. Okay, sure. cool. Yeah. Okay, fine. Uh-huh. Let's dial it down a little. <laughs> so... <laughs> Bill. Hey, Ryan, why don't you talk for a minute? (laughs) I think we covered this a little bit, but I want to get it clean. Uh, Do you think Tim Robbins' character in this movie is an idiot, is an asshole, is neither, or is just caught up in all of it and is helpless? Honestly, that's one of my problems with the movie. Is Are you Bill? yeah. Oh, you were asking Bill? I thought you said I mean, that's why I said, hey, Bill, I have a question for <laughs> okay, you. Okay, fine. Fine. Ask Bill. No, go, go ahead, Rick. You have a strong opinion here. Let's get it out. Is I don't think anyone in this movie, except for maybe like the elevator guy, um, Old Moses, is that's like crazy. really interesting enough to even like. I, I, I didn't care about their storyline a lot. Did you like the janitorial broom fight in the <laughs> <laughs> clock tower? Um, Between the I, devil and God? Yeah, yeah. And, and the character of Tim Robbins doesn't have like, that's why you don't know, because there's not a clear indication of what kind of person he is or even why this is happening. It's not great. Like I. So let me answer the question now. Okay, sure. Uh, I don't think he's just an idiot. Okay. Right? So I, I throw that out. I don't think this movie is about an, a moron, right? But it is about a guy that is so not New York, big city business, right? that is thrown into that, that he is presumed by everyone around him to be an idiot, right? No one, the, the, whole, the whole kind of th- play of this movie is that everyone assumes he's an idiot and no one gives him a chance, and then he kind of gets his chance, and it turns out he's got a great idea. But 
he only has the one great idea, right? Mm-hmm. He isn't all, he isn't a secret genius. He isn't a secret brilliant businessman and he shouldn't be in charge of the company. And immediately the success, then you get to watch the success corrupt him and build his ego and turn him into the exact same guys that wrote him off as an idiot, right? And so it's like almost it's almost a reverse character journey of reverse coming of age, right? Like you take someone who is actually like kind of like pure hearted with a good idea who wants a shot and is like almost a real person. And then you watch them become this caricature of this like arrogant, wealthy, I'm better than you because I'm on top sort of person. That was what everyone else in that boardroom was. Hmm. Okay, um, so I, uh, watching this movie, I I really felt like he was all of those things. He mm-hmm. was he was an idiot. He was ignorant. He was arrogant. All in the different phases. But I don't I don't feel like he was influenced by the people around him as much as he was just not able to adapt to the situation as well mm-hmm. as he could have. Sure. Uh, well, didn't have the tools, we'll say. Yeah, um, yeah. I felt like the yeah. character was uneven and kind of poorly written. See, I I agree with you. See? See what I'm doing here? <laughs> okay, weird, okay. I agree with you that it was uneven, but I don't think it was poorly written. Yeah, maybe I, not. Because I don't think people are one thing. True. Sure, but it, but in a movie that you're trying to get an idea across, you have to. But I think that's uh, what makes this movie different. I think that's what makes this movie stand out is that none of the characters are always what you think they are, and are able to be just that one thing. And I and I do like I like the idea that that what Hudsucker wills him, knowing that Musburger is going to like find a patsy and try and drive the stock to the ground to buy the company. Like he wills him a second chance. He wills like whoever that. a second who are chance. To, sure. Who are you supposed to root for in this movie? Um, I think you root for Tim Robbins to have character change, not to have more success. Right. Okay. I, um, I have a hard time buying that the way they introduce him as a no luck, like, well, not no luck, because he, he has luck. He but ju- he's just graduated from business he's school. Hapless. And he's moved to the he's, big city for a job. Yeah, hapless and yeah. and can't get out of his own way yeah. to achieve any kind of success. But he stumbles into this series of events that had he delivered the letter, done his only job on his first day at work, would have been his undoing. So sure. he's yeah. so incompetent yeah. 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 that he stumbles into this whole story that could have been averted by him just doing his job. So you don't like stories where one event causes someone to stumble into a whole storyline? I'm not saying that. I'm saying Have that I he- got a movie for you coming up? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Here's yeah. the problem that I see with this movie uh-huh. is... I would you okay? Would you like this movie was in black and white? Probably not. Right. Um, I think that's where we find why this movie even exists in people's minds is good is because it's a well made 
visual, you know, Coen Brothers movie, mm-hmm. right? If this was made by any a, a different directing team, it would have been real hard to watch. You think so? Yeah, for sure. Because I think that they give it at least the character. I mean, if you think that this is if this is for you, yeah, that's the, that's the problem with this movie. Is I don't think it's a, it's not like a terrible movie. It's just not for me. Okay. Um, it's well made. It's right. I, probably I can well see acted. That. I can see that it's not for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 the same thing as Wes Anderson, right? Like okay. his movies are just like if you like those, which I like some of them, um, you'll like them. But like I like the Coen Brothers. Like I like Fargo way more than this movie. You know, yeah, and like, I, I like Big I, Lebowski way more than this movie. Yeah, I like their dark stuff better, and I like the Big Lebowski better for sure. Um, and one thing I thought uh, in watching this movie is, oh, this is where they first brought out all these ideas that they perfected in movie making in the Big Lebowski. This is where they pioneered a lot of those ideas. Oh, so <laughs> again, it's one of those movies where all of that stuff comes from that you like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they did yeah. it worse. They did it better in the other movies. Yeah, just like just like Austin Powers did James Bond better than Thunderbolt. I dis I disagree a hundred percent. You know, the, you know what my first note in watching this movie was. What I know why Bill likes this movie because it's basically a cartoon. Right, right, yeah, and it is. Um, there, so- there are some fun. There are some fun scenes in this movie, though. There are just some some scenes that I just I love that I uh, that whole like discussion after Hudsucker kills himself, where every time how many floors he fell is corrected by someone to either include or not include the mezzanine. Like I just I chuckle at that every single time. I think that's so funny. See, and I I, I understand why that is funny, but. It, it's old to me. It's who's on first. It's it's too old timey for me to really actually laugh at. But that. But okay. So do you think they shouldn't have done that because it was a trope, or do you think oh, they kind of put those things I'm, in there because it fits with the time period? It it, it that's it's, fine. It's I the same. It's the same humor oeuvre as the movie. Yeah, yeah, but, but you what time? To, you, what time period, Bill? Yeah, 1958 exactly. Because, or nineteen thirty eight? Well, how about this? Earth or not Earth? <laughs> right. This this movie doesn't exist in a world. Right. That we it, know. This is, a, this this, is Gotham. Not, oh, this you're is, right. This it, is, it, it it doesn't have the grounded reality of like a weird science or a young Frankenstein. No, or or like Clerks or or Kings of Summer. Yeah, that's based in. I mean, why is that not? Because those kids built a two-story, fully functional house. I mean, fully functional. You know, <laughs> I mean, that could happen. Just because you don't know how to swing a hammer doesn't mean the kids can't build something. Oh, I'm gonna swing a hammer. <laughs> you can. Uh, <laughs> well, that that was another one of my problems, is especially uh, Jennifer Jason Lee's character. Sounded like yeah. she's from the 20s, see? I, like, I'm going to get that sucker, and I'm going to... Oh, yeah. She's my least favorite character in this whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I appreciate her character. I probably don't appreciate the way that it was portrayed. I'll put mm-hmm. it that way. Well, I understand but I think, that I, she, I think she did exactly what she was asked to do. Right, but it wasn't... You know? in, it didn't make sense for 1958. Uh, I don't know about you guys. I've watched Mad Men 
1958, in, as portrayed in that, is a lot different than 1958 in this movie. Sure. Um, I haven't watched Mad You know, when, when Bill talks about movies a lot, we get to find out what his wife thought about him, too. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. So when I was watching the movie, I had explained that I had had to watch this movie and that I've fallen asleep through it a few times because I do <laughs> that. Um, and I just wanted to ask the wife uh, if she had seen oh, it. She, I, yeah. for, I for sure thought you were going to say you texted my wife. my wife to see what she thought of this movie. <laughs> no, no. No, I bet my she wife. loves it. Uh, yeah, she does. And I asked mine and she was just like, she's like, oh yeah, I know why you fell asleep because it's super boring. And I was like, oh yeah, you're kind of right. There's just, it's just not, Yeah. It's just not there. But well, anyway, so okay, the, I like, guess we've just all hung out with the right people. Like the scene <laughs> yeah. where where the entire accounting department is just sitting there churning numbers. And it all comes down to one guy just that writes a number on a, on a spreadsheet. Yeah, like why do we have to sit through those three minutes of those guys punching papers? It doesn't add anything. I, I I disagree. I think it's uh, the two shadow figures like coming up with names in the marketing department. Okay, That's fun. that was that was fun. I mean, at least they okay. had a little bit of okay. ad lib there. I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah. And some of the newsroom stuff was fun. Like uh, mm-hmm. if the guy if doing you, the crossword puzzle. If thing. you take yourself out of the anachronistic part of it, yeah, um, yeah, the newsroom stuff was kind of fun. I wanted to like this movie way more than I did. I tried. Like, because I like everyone in it. I like everything about it. I like the idea mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. <laughs> I just doesn't do it. He just hated it because it was Bill Month. <laughs> well, so so the other thing is I think on the face of it, if it just is the story of Tim Robbins being the patsy for Hudsucker, and you take out the uh, I wish I was... Um, a guy whose name I'm forgetting. Morgan Freeman. Oh, uh huh. And the the devil. You talking about old Moses and the yes. janitor and the sign sign painter guy? Yeah. Um, if you take all that out, I think it's a more cohesive story when you don't have the whole like, oh, we're gonna put the supernatural form into this whole thing, and throw it in at the end. Hmm. I feel like you go through the. I mean. You might have a hint of it with the newspaper at the very beginning, but everything else in between there, there's no like, oh, this is magic. Oh, this is there's there's fate. There's a, a, a hand, you know, a, a silent hand pushing the him. Stop, in. The stopping time and the angel. Right. Yeah, and all I think that, that really took away from it. I think that really mm-hmm. made it uh, cheapened it a little bit. Interesting. My, I think my favorite scene in this whole movie is when. Uh, Paul Newman goes out the window chasing the Bumstead contract and Tim Robbins grabs him by the pants and he's starting to like fall. And he's like, I got you by the pants. And they like cut to him going, I don't want the double stitch. What would I ever need the double stitch for? And the pants start to rip. And then they flash back to the guy making him goes, I'm going to give him the double stitch anyway. And then the pants stop ripping. I love that. I love but why that. would he only give him the double stitch on one part of the pants and not all <laughs> of the pants? It doesn't matter. It's so but it's it's funny to be like, oh, he's gonna die because he was arrogant and didn't want it, and then you're like, oh, he's gonna live because that guy decided to do it anyway. Like, I like that play. I like that, like, like, here's what's happening. Flashback, here's why it's happening. 
here's what's happening now. Oh, now we're going to change it with what happened next. I, I like that playing with time and that playing with humor. I thought that part was a little bit interesting, but I didn't laugh at it. This is, I think to your point, Ryan, this movie is very, we've talked about this a little before, it's presentational, not representational, mm, yeah. right? Yeah. This movie is presenting you with a story for the purpose of fun and entertainment, not trying to represent storytelling in life. Right. And and there's a place for both of those. But but I definitely think if you're watching this trying to say this is supposed to represent business life in 1958, yeah, it's like, no. No, it's not. This is uh, – <laughs> imaginary this is this is a play this is a stage presentation i, I feel like I, the I, only reason this is set in 1958 is because the hula hoop was invented in 1958 i'd like yeah, to see yeah. i'd like to see like a review on the dvd cover that bill wrote that said yeah it's like no <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this is a little de- a little delayed um but this is the the final question question for trivia. Okay. okay. Um, cool. Over under Rick goes first. Or, excuse I me. Which the- is greater? Over word it this way. Which is greater? The number of minutes laughing in a row in this movie, or the number of minutes I spent laughing at this movie? Oh come on! That's <laughs> not nice. It's the number of minutes laughing in a row in this movie. When you know when, th- when he's getting his like shave and the haircut and all that stuff when the hula hoops a success. How many? You know no, think, no, 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 no. It's not when the hula hoops a success. It's when they nominate him as the CEO. As the oh president. right, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. How many minutes do you guess that is? One Tom Rick. Hanks P. <laughs> Three, Bill. <laughs> Uh, I'll well, go with how was how long think, was one Tom Hanks P? I don't remember. I had like two minutes at one point, <laughs> like in a league of his own. He pees it, for a long time. It that. feels like a long time. It's only a minute and thirty one seconds. Right. I was gonna say I don't. I, two minutes is a long time to go straight. You don't think also, you laughed for a minute in this movie? A minute and thirty one seconds. I timed it. I did not. Oh, you're an ass. <laughs> I didn't I laugh at all. I, I didn't laugh at all in this movie. Well, so I, I thought of this conceit when when I saw that. I'm like, oh wait, I gotta back up and see how long this scene actually is. And I had not laughed until that point. So I thought, oh well, now I'll have to time every time I laugh after this. How long did you laugh? Uh, Fifty eight seconds. Hey, that's that's a decent amount of laugh. What were you yeah, laughing at? Two thirds. I don't know some stuff. Okay. But this movie. Um, when I say I didn't laugh at it, that doesn't mean that it's not good. That's there's other reasons why that's true, but like, um, this is the kind of movie that when I see it, I'd be like, "Oh, I, that's funny," but I'm never gonna laugh at it. Right. Well, it's yeah. When when you have to say that's funny, you're like Mandy Moore in Scrubs. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, I you know what I think I would have liked better in this movie if one character was grounded in reality, living in this world. Yeah, really? Mm-hmm. Of, of of absurdness, you know, because that's what is happening. This whole, Who's the it, most grounded character? Probably Paul Newman? I guess, yeah. Well, but, so so it would be the cowboy in Lebowski, right? That would be the analogous character, right? Yeah, but I don't feel the same way about Lebowski that it's like... 
No, but I'm it, not, it's not, not saying so much I'm a not, fantasy. I'm not comparing the two, but I'm also saying that the cowboy is the one constant who is not going through any type of chaos in this whole movie. In that whole movie. Sure. Right, yeah. Yeah, he helps he helps you know that there's a sane person <laughs> yeah, in the world. Yeah, and a through line, right? It's yeah, it's sure. it, continuity. Yeah. Okay. okay. I think that about wraps up the discussion on this movie. Yeah. Hey, at least it sparked like some good some good content here. No, <laughs> it, sure. It's it's not a bad movie. I just I don't put it with some of the other movies that we've had. I just list. didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's exactly what it is. It's like this 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 is probably the best movie yeah, I don't like. This is the best movie I hate. <laughs> Like uh, this is this is the opposite of forget Paris, right? Like I also don't like it. This movie but it's, is the it's, opposite it's, of forget it's, Paris. It's a much better made movie than like forget Paris sucks and is not well made. <laughs> right? This is at least like fine oh, and wait. better made. I, I just so wait. <laughs> well, it's true. Okay, you're telling me that like whoever directed that piece of shit is like. As good of a director as the Coen Brothers, wasn't it Billy Crystal? <laughs> Probably his passion oh, project. I'm so mad. I deleted the singing jail drop. Singing jail drop. Oh no! Okay, what the fuck is singing jail? <laughs> okay, uh, let's take a quick break and then we'll get to your guys's respective meters. Okay. Check out. I forgot what it's called. It's in Portland. It's the hair place. Um, man, they've been sponsoring us for two years. What's it called? Um, uh, it's called Hairpin Salon. That's what it's called. Yeah. Check out Hairpin Salon in Portland. Google it. We're back. Hi. We're back. A dinosaur story. All right. Uh, no kilometer. Again, it's weird. That's right. Just a uh, Richter scale and a wattometer. Oh! But let's uh, let's see where you guys placed this gem. Uh, well, I'm gonna go first. Uh, I've got a pretty solid number in mind. I think this movie on the wattometer scores about a forty-two. A forty-two. It's a it's a well-made movie. I appreciate the Coen brothers. The Coen brothers directed this movie and their stylistic salve they put over all of it really bumped it up. If this was made by somebody else, it would probably be in the 30s. Um, but I appreciate the Coen brothers. I appreciated the actors' performances in this movie. I felt like the um, just the way it was put together, like being in 1958, but everybody acting like it's 1938 really threw me off. Um, a little bit of the silliness and then the whole like supernatural element at the end kind of threw me off. Uh, probably not going to watch it again, but uh, it's a good movie. All right. Uh, I forgot last week. Did I say um, Pelham 1 to 3 was a 47 or 48? Uh, I thought you said 42, but. Okay. That's you said 42, right. yeah. yeah. Oh, 42. Okay, good. That helps. Um, so, like I said, this movie was frustrating because of. I like the people in it. I like the people that made it. There's a lot of things to like about it, but it just didn't work for me. Um, I have in, in my list. I can't base every movie on its own score. I have to compare it to other movies. 
And so in Bill Month, if I had to watch a movie that was below 50, if someone was going to f- pry my eyes open and make me watch it, I'd rather watch this than Pelham 1, 2, 3 again. So I'm going to give it a 44. Really? Yeah. So you give this one higher than Pelham 1, 2, 3. Yeah, because... Ryan, you give it significantly lower than Pelham 1. If, yeah. I was at a, if I was at a party and someone was like, let's watch a movie, and they put on Pelham 1, 2, 3, I would just immediately try and go to sleep. <laughs> and if Hudsucker was on, I'd be like, let me find... Why, why don't I like this movie still? And I'd try or, and watch it again. Yeah, or how do other people see this movie, and how can I, like, reference yeah. that? Yeah. That's interesting, because I in, in my... Uh, you know, predictions for you guys last week, I said that, you know, I, I didn't have real high hopes for you with this movie because I knew how you'd see it. But I also said, I think this movie comes across as very silly the first time you watch it, but it gains some depth on rewatch. Mm. Mm. Well, um, okay, I'll give you that because I've I've often said to people that, that discount uh, Lebowski and some other Cohen films that mm-hmm. if you watch it once, you don't understand it as a pair, as opposed to watching it three and four and five times, Lebowski especially, like the the so, tie-ins. Right? Have you really, seen Barton Fink? Uh, once. Same same thing. I feel like I'd like it better if I saw it more times. But, so yeah. Ryan, what did you say you'd give this movie? Forty-two. I predicted that you would give this movie a forty-seven. Oh. So I think I'm like. Still, like almost the exact same off, yeah. a little high that I was. So I've got, I've kind of got you pegged on Bill Month. Well, you know, seventy six episodes in, yeah, you've heard Rick, some opinions. I, I guess that you would give this movie a thirty three. Oh, so you don't have me pegged yet? No, no, I was, I was way and, too high on taking Pelham one two three, and I was too low on Hudsucker Proxy. And so. the people that. Uh, People, the listeners don't know, but I know what the rest of the movies are this month. Yeah, and uh, I think I don't think you're going to dial it in. I, I yeah, well, we'll see. I mean, <laughs> I don't think you're going to be where I want you to be, but I think you might be where I think you are. <laughs> okay, uh, interesting. Yeah. So anyway, um, the next movie that we are going to be watching is going to be a rom com because I know uh, Rick loves a love story. Are you sure uh-huh. we're doing that next? We're doing uh-huh. that next. I thought yeah. we we're doing that one last. No. No, because that's the one that, Ryan, you know what we're going to watch next, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we, he'll, he'll have everything done, though, by then. It doesn't matter. We are, we are <clears throat> going with uh, The Cutting Edge. No, let's not. Let's do that last. Why? Just let's do it last. Why? Let's just do it last. <laughs> I don't want to. Okay, fine. Fine. Okay. Rick's, Rick's being a baby. Uh, so we're going to switch it up. We're going to do the fourth movie third and the third movie fourth for some reason. But we're going to – so we'll stick on my comedy vein. And we're going to go with a Bill Murray movie because you guys love Bill Murray, right? Uh, yeah, actually, Rick yeah. doesn't like Bill Murray. Yes, I do. As, no, you said you like Chevy Chase better. No, I didn't. <laughs> I, like a spe- I like a specific Bill Murray. Okay, but anyway, this is this is a movie that um, the man who knew too little. I think I think you guys will have a lot to say about it, <laughs> hmm. um, and I think you will be as befuddled as to why I like that this movie as to why I like the Hudsucker Proxy. Um, so this is interesting. I, I feel like Bill, you're picking 
you're picking movies to confuse us more than to get a high score. It's not so I'm well, I'm not trying to just get a high score. I'm picking movies that I have seen many times that I enjoy rewatching and that I think are good that are also not super common that you guys have not seen. And True. that okay, also that makes it more rare. That also kind of forced the issue of us at least having some heated conversation like tonight because they might fit categories that you say you like, even though, and they fit categories that I've said I don't like, but I feel like these movies are different enough that I like them. And so we're interested in seeing if they're different enough that you guys don't. So, all right. And yeah, you're going to talk about it. Uh, we'll, we'll maybe open the next episode with me uh, predicting what you guys are going to think there. Sounds great. I think that about wraps it up for this week. I really want to thank all the listeners out there. We really do appreciate you listening. Please take a minute to check out our socials. We are on Instagram at Miseducation of Bill. We are on Twitter at Miseducation of Bill. And please email us at Miseducation of Bill at gmail.com. Make sure that you subscribe, rate, and like us on all of your favorite podcast apps. You can find us on all of the major apps, Spotify, App Music, Stitcher, and anywhere else you can find your podcasts. A special thanks to White Only and the Wreckage for letting us use their music on the podcast. You can find them on Spotify at WOATW.com. Guys, we'll see you next week. Okay. Talk to, talk to we'll guys see next you guys week. next time. Bye. 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 Bye.